away for a little bit at the race to world first which is the entire purpose of this show today a little bit of a different take on it though not like simply a world first world second kind of pairing show just a bit of a wrap up there with the the silver medalists in method we have shades and kane on the show today as well as the sudden world fourth fat shark yes coming in with losing in uh, scott so before we get into too much more of that, though, and if you have any questions, of course, say that for the second half of the show when we're just like, you know, talk with you guys and go off of the cuff or whatever. But light show notes, just kind of just wrapping up what just did transpire, talking about how Nyalotha was or wasn't. If you've been here before the show started, then um, a taste of things to come potentially. But of course, thank you very much to all those that are supporting the show, the stream and everything in between and making sure I can keep doing this as a weird internet job so thank you to all those who are supporting the show directly and of course if you want to do so the same there are many ways to do so links are down below on youtube and of course links are down below here on twitch but the big of course shout out that i would not be here now moving what i have here with the different tech that i have going on here on my head behind the scenes here of course big shout out to my sponsors over at corsair and elgato if you guys are looking for any bits and bobs and pieces and parts for an upcoming build, your current build, or the like. And you can go check out the links also. They're down below. Like, that's where most things are on the internet if you're watching a video player in some regard. They're, they're down below the stream. So I just did a huge, big build recently. I did just take my Virtuoso overseas to go to the Race to World first in Germany recently. Just plugged it in. No props. But you can go check out those below if you want to keep this going. And of course, uh... Plenty of shows on the horizon yet still, although I'm not sure about all of the spec shows considering were murmurs of alpha or beta? Shadowlands? Soon? There was a PTR update the other day? What the heck is that for? But anyway, over across the show today, we do have uh, the bench lord himself. I mean, sorry, uh, his name is Kana. Hello, sir. Welcome. What the fuck? There's nothing too much I was looking for, dude. <laughs> well, um, you... I you actually you're, you're the couch man with us it definitely felt differently until you got to the couch with us at the racer world first you give us all the info yeah well kind of new coming in i probably wouldn't do that many buses wanted yeah. to like go to the couch a bit earlier mm -hmm. but you know and plus given plus five idol level had to farm a bit had to be around a bit and then you go to reset and it's like yeah it's not happening is it oh so how many bosses did you actually put under your belt, though, uh, during this uh, first push? Not many. I mean, like, the the weirdest thing is, like, normally maybe you would come in for, like, an actual, like, you know, like, a bit more decent, like, in-between boss because it would, yeah. like, drop you good loot. But the loot in this tier is so dog shit. It's like, yo, Kana, you want to come do Hive Mine or JK just drops a, drops a ring for you? <laughs> you know, it affects Yona. Yeah, it's plus five item level on your shoulder because heroic bosses drop, like, almost equivalent item level. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, no point to do, like, in-between bosses, really. Yeah. So I think I did Drestigev and Shitar, and I could have probably done Fexiona or something, you know, if I needed loot there, but the loot's so shit, it's like, that's the point. But you're going to be bringing a different perspective on this from that side, because we do have Shades here as well. Hi, Deep Shades. 
Hello, hello. You got a you got a video or apparel or shoes up at a different monitor right now? You ready to go? Nah, I fully concentrate on this interview, of course. <laughs> well, I don't really call it an interview. Once we get going here, I'm just gonna like steer the ship. We're just gonna talk about this crazy race, 8.3. You ready to talk about corrupted gear? <gasps> Woohoo! Corrupted gear. <laughs> All right, and Luzi is here as well. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, thank you. Now you ready to talk about corrupted gear? I guess. I mean, I mean, it's gonna be a thing, right? So, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Because there's definitely been a thing in our guild with a, you know, bit of a weird tank set up there, so. Yeah. And that was because Corrupted, so, yeah. And then you've known Fat Shark Yeses, Scott, for how long now? And this is the first time I've ever seen his face. Is, is the chat room ready to see him? Let's see. Scott, say hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm waiting for the the emotes. Wait, you saw? Oh, Pentas apparently saw your face years ago, so it's not new to him. Yeah, I mean, I I've known quite a few people in the guild for a long time, but yeah, we you... we don't stream or anything, so it's yeah. No, okay. I was waiting for a little more than that, but that that's that then. <laughs> He left me hanging. I was like, okay, that's fair. Well, yeah, the, the whole streaming thing has definitely changed the entire course of the race to world first. And I went over this on the couch multiple different times, and I'm sure the different coverage from complexity limit side of things to um, take TV and method side of things has definitely evolved over time. But so the the sandwich we have here with you guys, though, is sort of comparing and contrasting the different sides of this. Um, I do have some, we have some mathy stuff to bring up, but most of the time we're just going to be just talking about the different little major facets of this whole, whole community driven player driven experience that's been happening lately though. So, I mean, Scott, to go back to you, uh, to shed a little more information on who you are within Fat Shark Yes. So what, what do you do when it comes to the guild and how long have you been doing the World of Warcraft thing? Uh, well, I'm a officer in Fat Shark. I got promoted after last tier, but I played uh, melee DPS up until this point. But then we had a issue of tanks, so uh, I decided to go tank this tier. Um, and I played Vengeance Demon Hunter. So, uh, and I've been playing well for about six years, but I didn't really start playing properly until the end of Ward, hmm. and then joined Fat Shark at the start of this expansion. So, how did the because I know you're saying Vengeance Demon Hunter, but obviously you guys locked in world first. Fourth. Fourth? Fourth? Um, what uh, did that... Was that a, a strategy that you guys had planned out beforehand to go Vengeance? Or was that just a, I'm going to play it because it looks strong? Did you play the whole like weird, huge uh, HPS gluttony build? Like How'd that work out as a decision for you guys overall? Well, basically, um, I was just doing the blue world quest swoop, as everyone else was doing, to try and uh, get some corrupted items. And I cleared the fields in Stormsong Valley and got a uh, tier 3 echoing void ring, which uh, I think it was like a 20k DPS increase for a blue ring, which mm. was pretty good. And then when we killed, I think it was the first time we did Nazoth on Heroic, I uh, I was fifth on damage. So I decided yeah. to go Vengeance this tier after farming 80 traits on a DK. Oh, did you then have to farm so, 80 traits on the Demon Hunter as well? No, no, we, do, we don't. We don't do that. Okay. 
Then, uh, Lizzie, can you corroborate the story there? How long have you been doing? Because you've been on the show before, but just in the uh, in the official capacity within the guild, within Fatstruck, yes. What uh, how long have you been a part of the guild, and what do you do? Do you just blast um, things? Well, I I play a warlock, and that's where I've been on here a couple times before. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in Fatshark for I want to say like five months, maybe. So this is my first year with Fatshark. Oh wow! And uh, I played in Scrub Busters before. And then Scrub Busters disbanded after a shower progress. So I went to, to Fetchering. And uh, I mean, still kind of a new guy, I guess, first tier playing there. But uh, just your your average uh, range DPS player, really. So we have two Warlocks on the show now. Who's the better Warlock? Me. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, sweet. You don't. Quiet. I have a Warlock. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm pretty confident since Xavo's not here. Yeah, but... exactly. Oh. <laughs> or Kush. Xavo yeah, isn't here, man. It's anyone's game. <laughs> yeah. It's his birthday it's today, I think, his... right? Yeah, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Xavo. Happy birthday, Jonas. Ooh. So, Shades, do you have anything hey. you wanted to, to, to add into the, the Warlock feud? Or how long have you been? Because you've all these races so far, you've been basically only... I don't think I've ever seen you, other than splits, you've always just played Warlock. Is that just what calls to you? Is that just... Are you a one-trick? Or do you want to play something I, else sometimes? I mean, I used to play your class on a pretty good level. Oh, that's way back in the day, but, though. I mean, beginning of Legion. But, I mean, let's be honest, Warlock is usually always good. You always have one or two of them in your lineup. For us, it's usually except on me, so if I don't have to play something else, I won't play something else because I don't really enjoy any other classes than Warlock. But I have to admit, I don't really enjoy Warlock either, so... It's I'm like waiting it. for the, the base shade scanner to overrun GG. Are you ready, Fabo? The three OGs. I, honestly, I would be down again to play base shades. I think yeah. Enhancement was one of the more fun times I had in World of Warcraft, but I think after Helia, they kind of destroyed... They they kind of destroyed the spec, in my opinion, so... I went Taurus was good, with, like, the gloves. But... Oh, well, the beginning of Legion was good, and then they gutted it, because it was too scary. And then the <laughs> end of Legion, it was like, oh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Took, took the whole expansion to get back towards the It was pretty scary, though. Like, not many specs can out DPS Shadow Priest right into Madness. Well, don't bring up Shadow to Madness now. True. It's more the usefulness that was appealing. Purge, speed totem, short interrupt. Yeah. Like you were, you were just useful. But mm. that's kind of the same with warlock, health stones, gateway, purge, self dispel, interrupt, general dispel. There's yeah. a lot. Dispels have actually been crazy. It's like now we like have done it a couple times. It's like every mechanic. But what about warlock dispel though? Oh no, man. Yeah, I feel like nowadays in Method, it's always, can a yeah. Warlock do it? Oh. Is it feasible? <laughs> to not have, a, not have a healer do it? You have the Warlock yeah. do it? Yeah. Yep. And we'll see what uh, what Halinka wants to bring back or bring out from the old bag of tricks across the board in Shadowlands, though. But I guess let's just jump right into the, the Nihiloth Awaking City Madness, though. Kana. You only saw in, in uh, opening bit. You only saw certain bosses firsthand during yep. the two week push. 
but obviously you were uh -huh. you're watching, following along, seeing other other guilds were doing. And um, did you guys take the week off though? So you haven't done farm yet, have you? Yeah, we haven't done farm. We're raiding again Wednesday. Okay, so it's like the first raid since we killed it. Favorite boss or least favorite boss though? I don't think I have a favorite boss this tier. Like it would be about then, but even that like. With the reset shit made it easier, and then they just nerfed it by 5% straight after, because I guess we got pity points or something. Oh, so it's no. like, literally, like, Raden was an okay, okay fight, I guess. I think Could've it's such harder. a shame that a lot of people won't get to, like, experience, like, they're, they're really tightly tuned Raden. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'm a, for us, at I, least, it felt pretty, it felt pretty tight. In the, yeah, in I mean, it was tight. It's I just think like you I kind of did the supremacy reset thing to negate the first orb and then yeah, like east orb a little, and obviously get like a little extra bit percent of the HP off so you can you know skip the last orb as well easier. Yeah, but I don't know. I think like you, I think they could have made that fight like really actually hard if you just had to play four sets instead of three, which too bad. And then other than that, I think every single boss was. On either on the tunes, shit tunes, exploitable, but like not this bad. It was not really an exploit, but not intended way, I guess. Or talking about you know, Ilganoth, yeah, yeah, Ilganoth, or you know, cheesable, yeah. yeah, that's a good word. Either on the tune, like it's cheesable, or on the tune, like Carapus or Shatar. Like I legit was hoping Shatar would be like Butcher level or something, yeah, like really, yeah. really hard, and it just became a freaking joke, like. That's like a boss where like you have so like you need a tree heal or something to make the DPS checks and you just end up five healing it because there's no DPS like, checks. Completely changed the fight as well. Yeah, because if it would have been like a super super tight DPS check and you'd have to kind of play around, you know, how can we kind of play the boss so we can cut a healer here, cut a healer there, maybe like play something with extra like uh, cooldowns that can help the healers on that. It would completely change the boss. It kind of feels like it, it was the reverse of that though, because it, the fact that you four or five heal it and there's a lot of healing to happen, it kind of was that first little because that that wing almost entirely, right? The the Shadhar Drestagath Ilganoth wing is kind of like three healer focused bosses though. So maybe that's maybe that's what Blizzard was going for. Maybe, I don't know. No. I just think the boss was on the tunes like mm. It feels like in phase two and like phase one, you want to bring like extra healers and stuff, and that's fine. But like in phase three, if you bring too many healers, you should get overwhelmed by the poison and die. I'm pretty sure phase three was the easiest phase. Like you just got there by blasting a phase two and then you killed the boss. It's like, okay, hands up, loot. Yeah. So the bullet point, like I said, favorite boss, least favorite boss, I think it kind of comes down to uh, there's different like levels, I guess, of this, right? So like there's biggest challenge, which. Both Method and Fat Shark probably had different mm -hmm. ones. So, I mean, Scott, do you have a counterpoint? Like, what was your boss you got hung up on the most during the progression? Because we didn't obviously see all of your POVs not that often. So, what what hung you guys up the most during? Well, it was uh, Dark Inquisitors and Ash, the football <laughs> boss. Everyone knows it as. So, both that of you, both guilds. By far the hardest boss in the raid. <laughs> It, it just didn't take any any wow skill it was simply just line your camera up i mean the boss wouldn't have been that bad if they just gave you an indicator like mm. actually a built-in in-game indicator but because you had to use like this weak aura that was just a line but it didn't even do anything because the ball if it hit the right of your hitbox it would go to the right uh, it was just a bad boss they, they should have kept the heroic mechanic to let one explode and not wipe the raid and then that might have fixed it Maybe 
You guys both got hung because that was Mike and I were casting when Method was there. It was an hour before we got on, and then three hours of Zenesh, and we saw some complete nonsense during that boss fight. That wasn't it, like like what you just said, Scott. It wasn't like mechanical problems because the boss, by and large, once you get the dance down, is pretty much a patchwork encounter. But there was this yeah. historic one, like an hour, hour and a half before you guys actually got the kill. Uh, where Minnie was standing right in line with the bounce, good to go. The ball just passes right through him and hits the pillar and explodes. So, like, how do you not wipe to that? But then you also have, like, the opposite one where you think it's going to be a wipe because you see, you know, someone, like, misses, like, positions yeah. and sends it, like, directly through an obelisk, and then the ball just passes through and goes into the circle. It's like, okay... Clearly, yes. that didn't hit. The yeah. quick so high it's five just, did. at that point, is like pulling a lever. Just see, you know, did did you actually get the the RNG you needed to kill the boss? And it's not even like, I don't know. It, honestly, it felt like such terrible design, and it was such such an annoying boss to kind of be stuck mm -hmm. on with things that are like sometimes you know out of your control. It's like right. I don't like just bosses where it feels like you're just fighting a certain mechanic instead of actually fighting the boss. Like the boss itself doesn't really like what the boss feels like. Yeah, you, you, you're like not like, oh my god, I need to like, you know, health pot and potion here, and you see the stock dicks and things like that. It's like you just hope that the football group does it, and then you kill the boss. Like there's no fight really. It's no challenge. Bit of a, a puzzle. It's kind of a puzzle boss, which I use that term to like quote. Um... So Star Wars The Old Republic has one puzzle boss per raid. Probably like 11 different raids at this point now, but they always have one boss that's like a math problem that is being solved while you're DPS in the boss or something kind of like that. That's the one thing I got from Zanesh and that it was just like this puzzle boss that we had to figure out where the boss was less important than the puzzle. Feels different in WoW though, for yeah. sure. And then how about your... How about the the planning you guys may have had? And this is to go back and to bring this up. Let me go actually into Discord. Uh, Lucy, when you guys were sort of putting things together for the amount of time you were going to raid, what boss were you... Because obviously it was Anish that held you up the longest. Was there a boss you were planning a lot for and then you just kind of like steamrolled through it? Um, I think the, the, the obvious one there for us has got to be Ilganoth. Because, you know, we saw both, uh, that's like the big thing with us, right, is that we we don't really day raid. We we do start earlier sometimes, but that also allows us to have like a lot of time outside the raid to prepare, like watch VODs, watch different streams and everything. And you know, we like see, we see Limit and we see Method all do this, dispel tactic, you know, they have weak auras, everything. And we like map out, uh, can Wallace dispel themselves? Could we have Wallace dispel other people? Mm. Uh, who should dispel who? How should we position? All this stuff. And then we see that this this Chinese guild is running this no dispel tactic. And as literally I come home from from work and I sit down and I watch this and I'm like, oh, th this could actually work. And I like link it in there. You know, we kind of talked it over a little bit beforehand as well. And I think when I think Scott can weigh in, in on this a little bit because he has like the the you know the whole officer angle on it. I think the decision was made when they hit like twenty something percent. Or like, okay, we can do this for sure. And then we end up killing it in, I think, 37 pulls in total. And I think we might have had like upwards of 20 with the other tactic. 
And then on the very first pull, we decided not to dispel uh, the debuffs. We went into, I think we killed the last organ. If not killed it, then got it very low. So, I mean, right there, we gained a lot of world ranks, gained a lot of progress. And it was a boss where we kind of expected that, you know, hopefully we reached it on Sunday in the first reset. Hopefully we could kill it, that reset. And then we end up killing it on the, like early on the Monday. So definitely just jumped with that boss played a lot better and did a lot better than we expected on that one. You've got um, just really rough. I pulled up your wipe count, I believe, with here. Yeah. Yeah, 36 on Ilganoth. Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, I think it was uh, 13 wipes when we started with the no dispel strat. Maybe it took us 13 pulls. Yeah, something like that. Levels. And that was so. really just about getting stuff like positions, how we should kind of play around the... Uh, the baits with the eyes and how we should position ourselves according to healers and tanks and who we should have pop cooldowns on water, make sure we had enough uh, damage in the last phase with cooldowns and everything. Yeah. So um, it was just, I mean, very, very fast progress really didn't take a whole lot of time. So, yeah. And then to go off of what Lucy was then setting up there, Scott, from the officer perspective, what you guys was there, was it that boss then? Or how, how do you, how did you guys go about pre-planning what you would do because at, at the stage you were raiding at you had so much information that was just being fed into you from the different POVs the race to world first and obviously the bosses that were already dying so how do you amalgamate that information and then decide what path to go or what strats to use for these bosses well we kind of just uh, get get like a wide image of uh, you know what's going on and then decide on the best strat for us uh, I think we used Exorcist's strategy on Vexiona, which we, I think we killed it in three pulls with that strategy of just moving back and forth in the last phase instead of moving from one side of the room all the way to the other side. Right. And, uh, I mean, yeah, the, there wasn't really, uh, like a lot of the officers don't have time to actually watch stuff because a lot of us work and have like other commitments, so... I wouldn't say it's uh, we just spend the entire day watching streams while doing M+. It's more like, you know, we have like a wide range of people who, you know, watch like maybe one stream for 10 minutes and then come to us with an idea. So that's uh, kind of my perspective on it. Okay. Because that's this, the, the difference here is that there is, we, we currently have the locked in the, for the top 10 right now, right? So we have Complexity Limit, NA, World First, Method, EU, World Second, Pieces, EU, World Third, and then Fat Shark, yes, when you guys come in, EU, World Fourth. But we have the whole, you know, I should pull this up real quick here because I have the image for you guys. We do have the the entire first top 10 that have been pulled in here, but it's, it's US, then EU, 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 Asia, 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 EU, EU, Asia. And those are the the regions across the board here, which is actually it's it's still crazy to see how many of the Asian guilds are right up there in like the rat pack for the race to world first. But to be very clear about this, and I don't know, Lucy or if you or Scott wants to sort of helm this one, is that you guys were going for world first. So locking oh, in exactly. world fourth, how did that <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think uh, I talked to quite a few people in the guild a lot about like what their expectations are. And I mean, everyone just wants to do the best we can. But it's generally, if we get top ten, we're happy. We don't, we don't really care uh, about world rank. I mean, we just like having, you know, raiding, 
uh, as a group and you know killing the bosses but mm -hmm. you know not everyone can raid um daytime so yeah we're kind of that that sort of guild for people who work a lot did you guys actually raid like raid day like a single day or we um the closest we did to day raiding was we start um as a, three hours earlier on yeah, so wednesday we start, uh... the first wednesday saturday sunday so we start at 16 right. and raid until 24 but then we also have a 45 minute to one hour dinner break at that point right okay and that's like the closest we get to day raiding yeah. and then on the day we killed it the very last one because there were a lot of server issues the night before so we essentially lost an hour there mm -hmm. we decided to start one hour earlier so we started at 15 server time and then right. we also had server issues at that point while we're replaying on Sanesh, where we would DC. Oh, wow. And um, I don't know, it was, it was, it felt terrible. I think maybe we've gained upwards of half an hour uh, from from that uh, daytime. Yeah, you gave me this chart that I'll pull up on screen now too, and this sort of brings into the whole next topic here: the difference in what complexity limit and method aimed for. And I don't know specifically how much pieces worked for. I was trying to make a big, like, you know, coagulated show here with a whole bunch of people from different guilds. But um, Complex Limit turned down the offer. And pieces, just I was just told, uh, Batsu told me that everyone's sort of taking a huge break from the game, like a week, week and a half off. They're not even going to raid for a little while. They're all going to, like, go their own, do their own IRL thing. So no oh. one wanted to talk about the game. So. Oh. You say that, and then you look at the getup boosting sheet of pieces is there with the two runs again, man. Well, they just love it. I, I did a, I did a casual like a twelve-hour curve boost with uh, three pieces boys yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. playing Definitely the game and taking it chill. Yeah, taking it, but sure. But so, but you gave me this huge document, right? This, this, I'll bring this up on screen right now. This is all of the time you guys put in in the raid so not prepping with mythic plus not farming ap or this whatever is only not... like the raid times and right. it should also be mentioned that when we have an early start so when they're 16 to 24 it's like an optional thing and i think scott can kind of talk about that as well because we did we do have some people that just can't attend that uh people yeah. with jobs and then they arrive later or we need to yeah. take an early dinner break and wait for our other main tank to come home because he really needs loot from this one boss we need him to kill the boss and all that yeah i mean that's been a common thing like back before this too when i played dps i would end up tanking maybe the first three bosses uh on mythic because the tank couldn't be home in time i mean it's not like i mean everyone like you know quotes like optional and and you know you'll be kicked if you don't turn up but it's still optional <laughs> but i mean it, it actually is optional this time so yeah, there's uh, a lot of people that don't. I mean, I think on the this Wednesday we had, I want to say we had like 22 people there, maybe like at the raid out of what like 27 in total. Mm -hmm. So it, it, there, there are quite a few people that can attend. But it's like you know, it, it is what it is. Then we we kind of fit our setup around that, and maybe we wait with doing uh, Shedham, wait with doing Vixiona because we have a mage main that really needs the shoulders or something like that. What's kind of play around it. What's interesting to look at sort of this type of information, though, and I don't, I don't know, we can see pieces posted their wipe counts, but obviously we don't know their, their time investment. But the amount of information that you guys get to to derive from everything that and now is what's coined instead, it's not it's not PTR testing or it's not live beta testing. Now, the, the joke from this pre, pre, this tier was that it's limit testing. So what complexity limit did 
to test, and then when you get what what method worked on, Shades, you actually commented in the Discord chat when when Lucy shared this ninety five hours in raid. You guys almost did that in a week. Probably, yeah. So yeah. that's the the big difference between what you would limit were pushing for compared to the guilds that were sort of right behind you guys. But it's crazy to see how much time it took them to get to where it took you in your your two week push, right? But is it still shades? Would you still say it's like a still a two horse race at this point? Are we back to what we were a couple of expansions ago? Because the time investment that you guys did is so different than what other guilds are able to put in, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely think it's two horse race. I mean, I I know I make myself unpopular here again, especially with the pieces people, but I just don't think. Right now, at least they have the quality to compete with either Method or Limit, even though, to be fair, on the first day they did play better than us. And as far as I know, they only day rated the first five days and then they went also to kind of Fetchak hours. Mm. But right now, I just feel like the two guilds are the better guilds. And especially considering we lost this tier, next tier we will just be way better because we obviously Ooh. saw the consequences and like like wanna improve ourselves as well that's why we opened recruitment we got now already today and we will also like adjust some other things within the guild and the fetchak i think they're a great guild probably one of the guilds with the highest skill cap within the guild player wise but playing the amount of hours we do versus the hours they do in a 14 to 16 hours raid day we obviously have phases where we play really bad because people are tired or get tired during the night. Mm. It's something else figuring the tactic tactic out ourselves versus, of course, Fetchak also has to figure it out themselves to some extent. And like the people need to get used to the fight, but they get the ground, like the foundation of a tactic by watching the streams. We did this tier as well, to be honest. I mean, we copied a lot from Limit, don't have to lie about that, even though it didn't really work good for us because... We really saw this tier like we are not used to copying. So when we copied something, we tried to like improve it. And then we realized actually the improvement was useless because it didn't work out in the end. Right. But yeah, I do think at the end of the day, it's limit and method that are by far like the best skills right now out there going for the world first race. I do think Fetchak and pieces both have a chance, but it's more like how it was now with limit. When you are a guild that starts going for world first, you need a few tiers where you just gain the knowledge and like the whole team needs to adapt to like this kind of raiding. It was the same in back then Method and Serenity Split. Both guilds just turned into a worse version of the initial guild just because there was new people, a new leadership, people needed to get accustomed to each other. And I do think with Pieces and with Fetchak, if they would actually aim for world first within a couple of tiers, they might end up on our level. I do have to say, though, the good thing about Limit is, of course, they're an A. There's no competition guild. Like, um, they can take whoever is good, I think, from their player pool. Mm -hmm. While in Europe, there are some people that might not want to go to Method and, like, prefer, like, pieces. Like, we have to share with a handful of good guilds the player base, while Limit can basically join whoever is good if that person actually wants to go hardcore. Yeah. No, I think the only guild, and we, we, they were, they were of us in Crutfield, right? And they sort of spent the same thing with, with Turkey and Midwinter. I think a lot of what Midwinter is doing as like the next like bigger NA guild still is nowhere near what Complexity Limit has put together because they have sort of the mentality that, that Fat Shark you guys have, right? Where you're only going to have so much time in, you're not forcing people to prepare all the ults, you're not pushing everyone to 80 neck, 
they weren't doing the 12 to 14 to 16 hour like overall raid days in and outside of it right but they're still right up there but it just seems like you need almost that next level of time commitment to be able to compete with what limit and, and method are, are doing for sure well this is what wow is about time yeah. at the end of the day you need to figure out a tactic and nowadays sadly because i dislike that fact about wow what i like back in the days is when i like looked up to method or blood legion in that uh, case hmm. the, the hardcore player was the person that played the least you just did like your one two heroic split rates in farm and then you went to progression that they're like the one heroic week where a good guild like method i remember like I, I used to be also in the top 10 guilds for a long time, but like in the top 10 guilds I was in, you still needed like the whole heroic week to do your splits. Method was so good yeah. and time efficient. They only did it in the evening. Then you blast the two weeks progression. That was it. Nowadays we go for yeah. one week island farm, a whole week of splits, PVP cap and whatsoever. Go already tired into the mythic week and have another two weeks of progression. So we end up playing one month of hardcore and even in the farm, we are still slaving. It, it sounds extreme, but at the end of the day, it is. And I think this is not like what the competition should be about. I want to fight Limit, Fetch, I guess, or Pieces just because they are like equally or like even better players than me. They they should have like, they should have a plan which classes they want to play, with whom they want to play and stuff. But at the end of the day, a guild should win because within progression, they were better with figuring out tactics and with using the time usefully. And this is not like really the case anymore. To some extent, of course, Limit showed us that with Max being outside, minimizing breaks, being really efficient. But like all this around with the hey method and limit farming 18 Akia, 75 on alt, we are buying BOEs for 200 mil gold. Yeah. Like this is, we are like reaching levels. I mean, if you, if you think about the amount of gold spent by alone method and limit, if you would convert it to real life money, it would be 75K. I can buy a BMW for for the items I buy in game. Like, <laughs> like what level yeah. did we reach? Like, this is just ridiculous and it's not fun. I mean, it's the uh, same thing with the scrap wedding ring, yeah. When you, if you remember Fabo, like the in-game ring that he bought was more expensive than his wedding ring. Ah. Yeah, and I don't know. I just want to say at the end of the day, congratulations, limit. You beat us. I, I mean, th this time they did either way. I just mean, generally speaking, I just want to say, congratulations, Limit, or congratulations, Vetschak. You beat us because we were simply the better players and you simply played a better progression. And I don't want to say, congratulations, you outboard us in terms of BOEs. Like, I don't know, it's just boring. Yeah. I don't know. Progress rating definitely has taken a big hit, sadly, in my opinion. I do have to admit, and I don't want to bring like a bad mood towards the show, but this tier was one of the tiers where I had the least fun in my in quotation mark, World of Warcraft career that I ever had. Yeah. No, Mike and I do our little Just Band segments at, at all of these so far, right? All the different events we've gone to over the past, like, two years. Just sort of get, like, our, our hot takes and get all of our lip out as it kind of, like, builds up. And that was a huge part of our whole discussion was that, yes, buying BOEs, buying power with gold and time outside of raid preparations been a thing for all the way back since forever, right? But this tier was something insane with how corrupted gear was, with how incredibly strong these pieces were, and how disproportionately powerful the BOE market, because, and in this regard too, back on the whole two-horse race thing, when we talked about all this on the couch, what, what Limit 
they're basically sponging up everything in the NA region. And what method you guys are doing, you're basically sponging up all of them in the EU region. So, <laughs> like, well, when, when we talk about gold, it's a three horse race because pieces is pieces, and they have a gold, they have many gold banks. I think. Oh well, I mean, pieces is pieces. They always have gold. Credit where yeah. credit is due in that regard. But this this tier alone, I think, brought it way more to a community like boiling point where you're like, what, what is going on with all of this like rampant BOE gold madness? I think Galuix now and the the Galuix gold boosting community has become such a more of a commonplace discussion across the board than it ever yep. had been before. At least you didn't know about it. Now so many people because all the eyes that were on the the two different coverage points or anyone else's streams during this last race it's such a different landscape and it's one of the big things that is definitely going to influence potentially how blizzard changes things in shadowlands or doesn't we don't know what the gear I mean, system is going to be it's the same with split siphon interrupting but at the end of the no. day it's like it, it was already an eternal palace really obvious a guild like method that has a big fan base or mm -hmm. nowadays also complexity limit we just have a way easier time filling our split rates with fans and supporters yeah. while a guild like pieces has a very harder time and i think fetchak even mentioned it somewhere um I, I think lucy wrote it here in the chat or scott um that we had before that like they didn't even do proper like armor splits oh, because we're, they're we're, we're not doing that. yeah like because you obviously also don't have the option to fill with that many helpers like we do you obviously have friends yourself but like not like this people that you don't really know but just want to help your guild because they're a fan mm -hmm. and it's just like nowadays the race is influenced by so many outside things that that obviously like long-lasting guilds like method or like limit because the naeu thing like we just get way more support and this isn't like really our skill or anything that um puts us then a step above the competition it's just ah yeah we are here for a long time gave our best did a little bit for the community and now we just have two item level on average more than pieces because we did what we did in the past. It's a little bit exaggerated, but at the end of the day, it is quite a difference in how much we can funnel into players mm -hmm. versus a pieces, fat shark, and probably the Asian girls have also the same issue. So, All right. I mean, I, I, I got to shout out Max. He's in chat right now hanging out with you guys. But he said, and to quote him, he said, I, he feels that it would be really, really hard uh, a thing to compete with with what method and limit splits is almost like the regions appointed the guilds as their champions. And there is obviously some endearing quality to that, right? Because you have, in any other like real <coughs> sports-oriented stuff, you have teams that are competing in different uh, regions. You obviously have, in like Dota or League, you have like the NAE rivalries. It sort of happens, right? It's sort of just the Yozier teams, you support them. So there is that part of it that's good. The only problem is that that really, and this is what Nex brought up on the couch, we were interviewing him during a segment back at the Nihilith Race to World First, is that they don't have that ability, so they're just at a huge disadvantage, both in gold, in their community, like, funneling them stuff to help them out, right? And of course, different guilds will get different limelights, and they'll build their own little fan base there, too, and their communities will help them out and grow, but it's so, it's so different with what Method has and what Limit has in their respective regions compared to any other guild that wants to compete. I don't know what the Asian realms have, right? Because there was a ton of, like, they're right there, right? Four in the top ten. Just bam, 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 right up there. Well, it's hard to tell. it kind of but... goes into, like, why it's like a two-head race this time as well, because, yeah. like, Asian people, they just day rate 24-7. <laughs> like, like, gaming, well... in, gaming in Asia is just, like, in general, I think, so popular. 
I think every mm. single guild's over there, like just day rates. I mean, I think you can kind of get that from like the the streams that have been you know watched from that. Yeah, we had yeah. Uh, we had uh, the Ichan Hong that was the guild that was very very close to killing it at the same time as us. Where during our weekly, I was literally playing on main monitor and then having the like the Chinese streaming website on the other one, and it was yeah. terrible trying to like figure out where you could like turn up the quality or change <laughs> anything and all these different Chinese commercials. And like I've... watching that, and they've been at that point they've been raiding for for hours, right? Yeah. Like they they were basically raiding when I went to bed and still raiding when we killed it. Yep. So it was it was absolutely insane the amount of hours they, they put into it as well. They raided. Yeah, I I just think like a big problem is like the world first race or like World of Warcraft in general is such a unique game with such big teams. I mean we are at the end of the day twenty to thirty men rosters, so like. Blizzard can make it a proper tournament with like rules and them giving us prize money. Like, and that, 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 like, with what Method and Limit has created, it's so much free publicity. There's no reason for Blizzard to really join the race mm -hmm. and like make something themselves. So they also don't have to establish any rules. So, like, this unfair playing field will always still be established until like blizzard would actually do something about it right. like i i think it is hard for any guild that actually would want to consider seriously getting into world first rating to actually do it because like also max said you will always have the champions in both eu and na and asia probably has also a guild that will always have more support than the others and at the end of the day it is blizzard's blizzard's tasks task to actually fix this whole race and make it available for everyone on the same yeah. terms how it's... you would do it, like you have a certain roster, you have certain mm. hours you can play, etc., etc. Like I don't know how you would do it. I'm too stupid for that, or I didn't put enough thought into it yet. But it is definitely a thing that Blizzard has to go communicate with, especially both Limit and Method, and maybe also the community, and find a way to fix this whole situation for everyone. Yeah. It's well, it's funny it brings up the next little like side segue point here is that shout out to warcraft radio and their awesome interview they just did with ian game director of world of warcraft that super laid back hour long just discussion of the game and the patch and the, the future but there was pretty much another confirmation even though we had heard rumors and rumblings about this changing but ian confirming it again there will not be a worldwide raid launch they're not going to change that the Race to World First is a community-driven, player-driven event, and they seem to be pretty hands-off. Even if in the same interview, he also admits the fact that there are so many eyes on the race now that it did impact their decision for how they changed or hotfixed, like when the Raden change came in, or the fact that they were going to like, we're going to nerf Echoing Void, but then they were like, whoa, actually, on the reset, right? So they, they are still adjusting and changing to it, but they still aren't going to like world launch it, even though, and yes, I know it's classic, BWL classic just launched worldwide. So cool I know it's a, actually. Hmm? I still think that's like the general consensus between all uh, like guilds is that even if even if we if in EU got the same launch as them, like we, we don't care that it's was it gonna be like eight in the evening over here, C E T. Sure. Like that, that's fine. Cause we'll just kind of, you know, we'll raid for however many hours, clear a couple of easy bosses, maybe do a few, you know, splits, whatever. And then we'll, we'll, you know, go to bed, we'll wake up and we'll, 
we just won't be those 16 hours behind. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, I mean, for us, it's not really a big thing. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it will be a regular raid evening for us. So I guess it would be nice to have an extra one, but it's not like it would change or world rank when you see, you know, it's, it's, it's basically only you guys competing with limit where it would potentially, you know, be the defining factor between a world first and a world second. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Yeah, you go. Oh, you go. <laughs> well, what I would say about this is obviously it doesn't affect us in Fat Shark because we don't start raiding until like 4 p.m. or something at, on the Wednesday. But I only think that this, like, uh, starting at different times affects Asia. I don't think it affects EU. I think there's some scenarios where it could hurt Method, but there's also scenarios where it benefits them. Like, I do think Limit pretty much beta tested this entire tier. And 100%. I. Yeah, yeah. I, and and I think that you know there's other times like I think on Ashara they got to Ashara first they played good on cool and then this fix came, comes in like after they're done raiding and then you're up the next day and you kind of catch up. I, I I just think that you know there's pluses yeah or uh, positives and negatives about starting. Uh, but I do think for Asia it, it's just they they can't get world first because they start first there. I mean, it's pretty random, honestly. Like, if you think about last World First Race in uh, Eternal Palace, we overtook them immediately on Eschwein. Then we fought, like, a bugged Orgozoa. Then at the same time, maybe on Ashara, um, they they fight a bugged Ashara or, like, an overtuned Ashara, and they get a nerf on a bad timing for them. I think at the end of the day, having a different start isn't always a bad thing. We talked about it, obviously, internally in Method as well. There's, there's, there's scenarios where obviously you have a hard boss like Goon that maybe can only die after the reset because you need the extra gear, even yeah. though I still doubt that. Like, I think we could have killed Goon in the first reset with the proper yeah. classes. That was our bad. But let's say you have actually a boss that is so good tuned that you can only kill it with the next reset's gear. Then Limit would obviously have like an advantage. But there's also advantages starting a day later and just snacking all the tactics and playing better than them, what we did in the past. But now in a tier, for example, like this one, where they just straight up played better than us. I mean, I'm and pretty sure. Even... Yeah, you in, go. In this tier, if we swapped around, like, you know, we started earlier, like, they would have still beaten us. This tier, they just played way better. It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah. And, yeah. and, like, at the end of the day, it would be nice to have a global release because then it would be just a f- fair playing ground for everyone and, like, no one would have any excuses. But I think... For like the European people that try to defend us losing at the end of the day, starting later can have its advantages. It's not just bad. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's gonna be super frustrating as well when you get there. Uh, I think I do believe this is a little bit back in the the day with uh, Kill Jaden, for example, that was hilariously busted. Obviously, before the race to world first coverage started happening, as it started with Cahoon, but Kill Jaden was. There were there were days lost in aggregate of like waiting yes. for for <laughs> Blizzard to fix the boss you couldn't beat. Whereas when when Max and Co got to the problem points uh, points with with with, with Mazoth, you at least because of the eyes waiting on it, Blizzard had to sort of respond somewhat quickly when they bugged out the twenty five percent extra secret hidden not secret phase, right? And like how the door phase worked and things of that nature. Things got fixed relatively quickly compared to Kill Jaden, where you were basically submitting a ticket and then waiting till the next day 
to have anything worked on that fight because if you didn't know or didn't know about this, Kill Jaden had some overlaps where it just killed your raid. You could not do the mechanics. They were just not synced in a way that you could handle them. Whereas... Yeah, they could... They... Oh, sorry. No, so whereas like you have Nazoth just goes immune and you don't know how it works or why it went immune or what trigger. And of course, again, came out in the Warcraft radio interview with Ian that there was just an and instead of an or, you know, part of the code. And they had to go fix it, so... The good thing is obviously now more eyes are on the event, so Blizzard obviously tries to fix their product faster. And especially back then in Tomb of Zagaras, I think it was Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, it was the weekends when they didn't work. So we basically always had to wait until the Monday to actually get fixes in. But I do have <coughs> to say, and I mean, it, it maybe sounds like really bad and I shouldn't say that, but I think it is quite embarrassing delivering a product which was this raid, how they did it. Mm. I, I, I do understand, obviously, um, they, they can't spend like countless of hours and have 200 people testing like this raid prior for us. But like this time they actively decided we don't test the last two bosses. Yeah. And I think we can generally agree that Carapus was one of the bosses where the majority of the player base, especially in the hardcore scene, thought it will be a great one and like a very hard one also considering it dropped like better loot and in the end it turned out to be such a disappointment apart from the fact limit played it really extraordinarily good but i mean even if they played it worse like 100 tries for the second last boss is a joke and then yeah. going to nzov that the tuning was okay considering that like the top top end guilds having so much corruption i guess the damage check was quite hard but like I just had like these Argus vibes. You you think of like uh, the last boss of the last expansion and Zoff, like also lore-wise, I think pretty big. I'm not like the biggest lore guy, but I, I just imagine like we, f we fight a great boss. You start off with tentacles, then you have like the secret mythic phase after a long time mm -hmm. for the first time ever. And it felt just like a half time, like a little breather. You have like one mechanic in there or two, literally didn't feel like a proper boss fight. Yeah. And then... I, I mean, I don't exactly know what happened um, with the limit 25% try. I think like the the abilities just didn't work like like it happened also in the past already on bosses. But like when they then get debated that the door is spawning at 25% another time, and I mean, I am now explained why it happens. Right. But then just go to the guild, go to Max. Yo, guys, this isn't supposed to uh, spawn. Obviously, it kind of spoils it a bit because it could have been intended. But like, it's just such a big debate and it's such a big mistake on their end. And I feel like the communication should just be better and the product shouldn't just be delivered like this. Mm. I feel like a little bit more effort because at the end of the day, rating is still one of the biggest parts of this game. And I mean, let's be honest, compared with MDI and the PvP tournament, the World First Race has like five times the amount of viewers or 10 times. Oh, I don't know more. exact numbers, yeah. if not more. So the least I can expect is a proper product being delivered and if it's not proper then at least good communication from blizzard's side and yeah. i don't think that was the case they did fix the bosses somewhat fast but i still don't think it's the quality a company like blizzard should deliver it should mm. be better in my eyes it's tough i mean i mean we can see the way that ian responds to it in the recent interview right and the the way that it does put more emphasis on what they have what they have to do 
it, we just don't know how the inner workings of it are right now, right? Because obviously the layoffs that happened at Hit Blizzard before, if if Ian has less utilization with a, a quality assurance or quality control team to actually test things, if the raid internally stuff, then it'll always keep coming around to this weird, awkward station where you're you're sort of live testing it, which is not ideal when now we know going forward just like the billion watch minutes or more that get seen across the streams right now and it just it does it does sort of pollute that feeling of world of warcraft's rating as sort of its highest tier biggest you know biggest draw but uh, i still have a dream that one day we'll have like ian you know like how we have like this podcast thing kind of mm -hmm. that ian would just show up here with like you know like scribe max I, you know, stuff like that. That would be like that would be my favorite thing. Cause like as somebody, if Path of Exile is a game. It's like made by GGG. Yeah, they're like Ian Hasekos. That's basically does that. He just goes like on podcasts with like yeah. big streamers and just like just throws out the questions. You know, like they get to ask him anything. I would love things like that. That would be the communication I would love. Well, that was I've done those before in the past. Obviously, things change. So you go back to like Mop and Warlords. I had sat down with Ian before he was the game director. Uh, we've mm -hmm. had those moments. Obviously, we get like the BlizzCon interviews, but those are 25 minutes rushed, if that, right? So it's yeah. quite different. And then all of a sudden, you know, they shifted gears to the Josh and Ian or Josh and someone else, you know, sit down, talk, mm -hmm. you know, dev interviews. But those have sort well, of, where have those gone? So, I don't know. I mean, like that, I mean, then you're still like, you know, when you do the BlizzCon things, you're still like, put like a content grid. I mean, you did yours with uh, Mike. Yep. Like, you know, those are still just like, you know, like kind of like YouTubers or like personalities. I would just like him to literally sit in the cast with like great leaders or like an officers from Limit and from sure. Method and stuff. And just like, you know, just have like the competitive side, like just rapid fire question him. Yeah. Be like, I think that would be really, really nice. So we can get like some good understanding of what actually Blizzard is, you know, like what they're up to and like how they uh, see yeah. certain things. So last big topic to get into here during this whole thing. And and Scott, I'm going to toss this to you because you kind of hit on a couple of these points earlier. But the the big whole topic here before we take the mid-break and if chat wants to, to jump in on this, we can definitely take questions from them, is the evolution of the race to world first. And this sort of, I think, not... It didn't happen only because of the... Scripe amused microphone talking to chat for a little while and then the reddit thread that got spawned but the evolution of the race to world first and essentially what complexity limit aren't the first ones to do but the most eyes right is that do you suspect all the attention that they've garnished during the race to world first for mythic is off specifically right this this last tier and their approach to having an analyst and a coach in some ways that like that 21st man which is very common, actually. It's not only the first time it's happened. But anyway, now people will know about it. Is that going to impact other and more guilds to adapt and grow and sort of restructure to approach raiding similarly to that? Or nothing will change at all drastically and only like Method Limit will do this? Scott, what do you think? Well, I think that... I think Method obviously are going to do it next tier. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think the motivation for someone to do this, because... A lot of people in WoW, they want their character to get an achievement, right? And there's a huge lack of motivation if you just sat there and you, you know, commentating through someone's play. Um, it's not a job anyone could do as well. Like, I think, um, 
I think what Max did this to was it was pretty insane. Like he had the right temperament, you know, he's got pretty good class knowledge of pretty much everything mm-hmm. and he's really good with strategy. So I don't think every guild could find someone in their guild currently that could even do what he did. I don't think it is that easy of just, you know, sitting on the sideline and just watching someone play and calling stuff out. So sure. But yeah, I think if for guilds like us, like there's no motivation to do that. Even even if it would increase our world rank, there's no motivation. You know, we're not being paid. So no real reason to do it. Even then, for a kid like us, it would be such a weird change, I feel like. Because we, there there would be so many other, like, little things where we could kind of, I mean, at that point, why don't we just, like, you know, make the push for day rating or something? So I feel like maybe it's only really going to be, I mean, maybe if, if pieces are continuing to, to go for world first, which I'm guessing they are, um, then it's pretty much only going to be pieces, uh, limit, and method doing mm-hmm. it. And I would be very surprised if another guild decided to do it as well. When um, when we played in 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 Scrubbusters in uh, on on Ashara, which I think was kind of like a big one as well, where um, didn't you guys have you two healed and then Chris was on the bench, kind of calling stuff uh, a little bit. I mean, he literally said like five words. Yeah, something like that, right? Just, yeah, we did like. The same thing. We pretty much just had a guy. Uh, he's actually in Fat Shark now. A guy called Werda, he's an amazing player. He was healing in Scorpius back then, and he kind of did the whole, you know, little support thing where mm. he would remind people about cooldown. So he would say, "This is this group soaking now," stuff like that. I but think more than that, I don't. Shower? I don't think so. Is that? It didn't limit also do it on the shower, but they just had like one guy. And I mean, Mexican before I guess. I know they did just have one guy, cool. just like you yeah, go Mexican. soak, you go soak. Yeah, just like a life week car basically. Maybe I know they did on uh, on Sakul where they kind of. I mean, it was because you you one tanked right, and Ducky yeah. was the the best option for it, and then Max was uh, again doing the 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 same thing yeah. he did. On, okay, yeah. So, TSD and the Max was saying, you know, they had like Potra, yeah. oh, just Potra, like, oh, okay. like there, go so go so instead of a week car, they just had a guy. Being a week or yeah. we, I uh, on the cool That's our first time we've ever done that. It's just Discord mm-hmm. stream. One of our hunters turned their POV on on Discord, and we have one of our healers who sat himself to just watch this tentacles. Yeah, so it, <laughs> we've even had that a little oh, bit. Man, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think it's, it's going to be like a lot more than those uh, two, three guilds doing it, and then maybe occasionally a little bit i think we had on ilgunoth where yeah, yeah. Uh, Draymi, one of our officers he uh he, he was the healer that set out i think literally all he did was he would he told me to like health zone once or said you know uh blood loss now or make sure mages combust is i think he called three four times four times on those 16 pulls and that's it and i don't think for us it's gonna be much more than that and it's just if there's some guy that on a particular boss for one reason or another is uh, is setting out. Yeah. I don't I don't wish more people to do it. It doesn't look like super fun, yeah. It's not fun, man. I don't know. I think yeah, well that's that's sort of the angle that came up in a bunch of the casters talking, at least in this regard, and I don't know how many other you know, the other side of the 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 pond but was sort of developing on the other side of coverage is that at a certain point, like you, you see how that's evolved, right? From real sports into to like what the Overwatch League does, or what Dota does, or what League of Legends does, 
where they've got you know two coaches and your play-by-play analysis guy and then they've got their their replay dude that goes over all their different stream footage and you know gives all the different players pointers and stuff that's like a five six seven person team whereas a world of warcraft raid is 20 26 people there's a totally different way about it and how far does this go down this rabbit hole of do you then start getting to a point where you're plugging and playing every single boss like mathematically and like beating what blizzard tries to make without the organic play of what wow has always been because if you go too far then you're just mechanically crafting to beat the math right which i think would definitely suck the soul or at least some of the soul out of what wow rating is and that those in the fight control the fight right i guess that's sort of how it's always been but as it gets more and more competitive at a top level different things are going to be pulled in from outside to give them that little bit of an edge right it's not always and just... i mean it, it is it is kind of you know the the product of wow becoming more competitive in the whole streaming scene you know going from when method announced that they were gonna be streaming progress in uldir i mean i remember that was like a holy shit it's, it's like the 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 guild is gonna be streamed like what is this gonna do are like more guilds gonna pick up on this how's it gonna affect other guilds like guilds like us because because prior to to that whole stream you know on on argus and whatnot we'd have you know, one Chinese guild that was on the boss and be kind of seeing, you know, oh, they have this week or let's go do this. And how do they play the first phase? And then you're pretty much on your own. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see broadcast messages go out and, oh, okay, method killed it. So it's killable. You know, how do we, right. how, what, what setup did they use? Go look at that, you know, and there's a whole bunch of people, you know, saying, hey, by the way, you should be stacking mages to immune the chains or you should be doing this or you should be doing that. So it's just a whole different game. Um, and I do think that this is kind of like the next level for the for the whole like competitive uh, level of it, where maybe you'll then have one guy that kind of manages as like a third person outside the raid, and he has this whole you know overlook of the whole thing. He doesn't have to to worry about what his character is doing. Is he doing the DPS? Is he saving his cooldowns? Is he targeting the right thing? Right. And he can kind of just have you know this spaceship UI, the scribe UI where he tracks every offensive, every defensive, every health zone, everything. And then he can kind of manage people like that. And I do think that it sucks some of the fun out of it, but I I don't think we're going to see it go away from that direction. No. I don't know. It, it, I, I think Faber would 100% agree as well if we say World First Rating was more fun before we streamed. Like, oh. your tactics, yeah. your own things. I said like, that a few races ago already. Ooh. Yeah. It was more fun, but I mean, obviously, it's not very fun being able to make zero money out of like months of torture, storing sure. items and anything. So, like at this point, like I feel like with how much grinding going on, it's almost kind of necessary just to kind of give something. Right. But like, like not even having the opportunity to copy is already a great thing, honestly, yeah. because I didn't enjoy a lot of this year. Also, to the fact that we obviously did copy, mm-hmm. and I think Limit will agree. Uh, to some extent as well, because they obviously did the same uh, in the past. Um, and also just like this wow effect when like the best guild released the kill video and every other guild looked like, oh, it's cool. Or like the the random viewer saw for the first time, like the mythic only face, like 
I mean, as a as a viewer, I guess it's nice to see the race, but I do miss like the times where when a kill video got dropped, like everyone is watching it and everyone oh, is yeah. like, "Holy, what yeah. a great face!" Like Mythic Archimon, for example. And uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, Max said it also earlier, um, especially with like the diehard hardcore fans. They they make it kind of profitable and like all the support people give us um, makes us earn some money. But like all this random useless toxicity and people making up stories to just mm -hmm. make their guild look better or make like the opponent's guild like look even mm -hmm. worse. It's just boring when I hear like fake stories about myself or like about some limit people and people try to like defend us so desperately or like limit uh, so desperately. It's just boring. Like I definitely and I think I speak for a majority of our guild that um, we did enjoy back in the days raiding more for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's just kind of like to to a person not really doing that whole like super hardcore world first thing. I I miss the whole you know going home or going you know to sit down in your break and you pull up your phone and you say hey who killed the bosses, and now it's 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 more of just a you know you'll get like live updates all the time. Well, you can yeah, go on Twitter just... and see hey someone posted holy shit uh, limit reached the last phase or. You know, you're being spam DM with this clip in a. Let's like a get that breath. With, yeah, all this stuff, right? Where before yeah. it was more of like a, you know, you go on Mana Flask and you see someone live posting who or the method website, yeah. see someone live posting coverage about the who killed the bosses now, what's the ranking looking like? I and think the rumors were just nice. the same. It was the, the fun, man. Yeah, but like when you play yourself, also just the rumors were nice, like. I mean, for me, it was usually like Exorcist the main competitor, and now Limit, obviously. Mm. When we were like on Kill Jane, and then you like we hear like these leaks, yeah, they didn't even make it to the da darkness phase, and we are like, man, are you serious? Like, there's no way they're that, that far behind. And then like you kill the boss, and then like they tell you, yeah, we are not even there yet. Or like you hear this guild is also like very low percentage, and you're like, okay, we really have to like step it up now. And like nowadays, you have like. I mean, I obviously have also pieces friends on my friend list or like a max or THT stream open during progression. And then I hear like even my chat saying, yeah, Limit just killed it. Or um, pieces just had a 15% vibe. Yeah, I know. I, I, I see the broadcast <laughs> in game course, that pieces yeah. just killed the boss. I saw Limit, I see, I saw Max screaming horse gang and they killed the boss. You don't yeah. have to tell me, chat. Like, I, I know. <laughs> like, we are probably the first ones to actually figure out that a different guild killed the boss. And th this is kind of boring. Like all this secrecy and mystery was the fun part about it. Like mm. it's definitely yeah. added something that I'm gonna miss from the whole thing for sure. I'm I, I'm gonna miss Kona coming to TS. Guys, Bezos got you not at four percent. I'm hundred percent sure. I'm really good friends with this guy. He linked the screenshot and instantly deleted it. <laughs> was the uh, had so the reached the wall on the first day or we got the boss to uh three percent but it didn't teleport away on jaina and it's like oh well that's unlucky isn't it like there's there's pros and cons to the whole thing right and you go back tears and tears and tears and i was always asking sko like are you guys gonna stream are you guys gonna stream are you guys gonna stream yet uh i'm pretty sure i've i've asked um uh limit when i did their spotlight show way back in the day and it was never a thing and it definitely has changed the landscape for sure. And it's one of the leading factors of why this whole race to world first is definitely changing. And again, there are pros and cons. Uh, obviously, the, the big pro would be just the, the community involvement beyond the 
you know, shades, only certain people, only a small handful of the people in Twitch chat, like, are making the rumors or trying to make all the trolley toxic Obviously, nonsense, right? Yeah, yeah. By, by and large, there's such a huge positive re response. And I'm sure Max would agree that the, the side of things that they've seen uh, or what we've seen is that it's just a huge thing from like, the casters reacting to it and seeing what the community sort of brings up across the board. It's been a great feeling for World of Warcraft to all at least have this somewhat togetherness because of how desynced rating just is in WoW. So, which again, I still don't, it's a, it's a you know, it's a dead horse glue, whatever is that it sucks we can't get it on a global release schedule because we're going to get Shadowlands as an expansion global. So it's it's very strange that... I mean, I, I mean, I think we all agree, yeah, that, like, we love the community and, like, the yeah. support we're getting, like, Limit, For us, sure. Fat Shark, Pieces. Yeah. I, I think we all appreciate the fans we have and the supporters. Mm -hmm. But I, I, the biggest issue is just World of Warcraft is a game where you don't really play against your opponent directly in both yeah. MDI and in the world first race sure. and it's all about figuring out tactics and obviously the streaming makes your knowledge publicly available for everyone right. so like when you do something good you don't really gain advantage out of it as much as in a different game and you don't really feel like you're stomping your enemy or like you ever get into that momentum it's like completely different than when you compare to counter-strike league of legends dota yeah. it's just like I feel like World of Warcraft just isn't designed initially for for streaming to begin with. Like no. how how the whole the game how the whole game works isn't supposed for the World First Race to be streamed. Mm. The rating in PvP, particular, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you saw the same in the MDI. First cup, you have, for example, Method you were dominating. Then different teams kind of copy the strats from them. Obviously, there was a few other teams that also had good strats. Then the next cup, they improved themselves. But at some point, especially at the LAN, you just see every single team play the exact same strat. You had no variety anymore, nothing. And I think that's just the biggest issue. Like everything, is it called homogene? I think, even in English? Like when everything becomes the same. Like, right. um, and this is how I just feel with World of Warcraft. Like, yeah. it, it, just, it just doesn't fit. Okay. We'll have to wait and see, of course. Do you, sh this is a total break in the discussion, though. Shades, are you going to order food? Do you need a moment to order food? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Are you sure? Because I got to... We can take a... time already. We can take a short break. <laughs> no, no, I can... it's all right. It's all right. Okay. We're, well, I mean... Method. We've had plenty of breaks already doing progress. I know. I'm about to say. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm not eating. I won't die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do need to take a quick moment, uh, I'm going to break this right here. Yeah. The broke the the oh the break memes are everywhere. It's pretty good. Isn't there one? Hold on. I have the I have methods Instagram pulled up in case we were gonna refer to a couple of things, but I think we'll do that in the the latter half of the show here. I just have a couple of things that I gotta plug. So if you guys want to step away for a moment, grab a drink or something like that, stretch your legs and you can. Um but Chad, if you have questions, of course, for the guests today, and the reason why you are probably here, I imagine. That's the whole point of putting these shows together. Sort of amalgamating um, some different takes on uh, what Fat Shark Guess has done and the guilds that are like sort of right outside the race to world first. Then, of course, uh, Methods POV here, even though Kana rode the couch with us a whole bunch at the recent uh, event. But I'm here 
And of course, I'm supported by a bunch of lovely nerds and ladies on the internet, of course, that allow me to keep doing this thing. So if you want to keep supporting the show and keep Final Boss TV moving forward, of course, that is up to you if you would like to do so. Links are, of course, down below on YouTube. They're down below on Twitch. It's a whole bunch of different ways you can do so. Shout out to Mia for the huge gifted sub train earlier today in chat, you madman. But, uh, of course, if you're here for, and you're here for just the community aspect, of course, then make sure you're following all the different guilds that you want to make sure you keep up to date with, right? So, I got, I'm going to pose the question soon. Just hold on. There's a question coming up that you guys are, I don't know the answer to this one. But, uh, of course, Aaron Elgato, not the question, but the answer to why I am also still here doing the thing is supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between. If you're looking for anything to upgrade your current build or a future build, I just did a huge build that took me a couple of days that I'm still sort of working on right now. Then you can check out the links down below for both Corsair and Elgato. I have been a huge fan of Corsair products for a very, very long time before I even got uh, offered to work together with them. But if you're looking for stuff for yourself or for your stream or for someone else's stream or for a gift or whatever else... Uh, if I can help you save a little bit on that, of course, post the holiday crazy bonanza of sales, then the links, of course, are down below or the commands in chat. But that that keeps the show rolling. That keeps us going on. And as a, a side note, uh, I'm working on trying to put together like a BTS show for the Race to World first again with some of this, like the casters and producers of the show from both sides of the of the field to sort of talk about like what it's like. We have the player perspective. But what's it like from the the creation perspective on how that is from building these events and making the events happen? So that should be next week, next Sunday show, because I'm not sure when alpha or beta coverage will start for Shadowlands. And that sort of supersedes doing spec shows for BFA, because I think at this point, all we would talk about is corrupted gear. And you could read anything you want from like the Wowhead guides for example, on what to do with certain classes and specs right now, or go to like Hero Damage or Blood Mallet to figure out your Azerite and your Trinkets and your Corrupted Gear and all that nonsense. So I think we're kind of at that point right now where we're just waiting for Shadowland stuff so new shows will come out for the next expansion then. But that all being said, Kenna, you ran away for a little bit. You back, sir. You good? Get a little refresh on that drink, Kenna? Me? Yeah, what'd you get there? I literally, I literally just stood up. I have about I have a drink right here. Oh. What do you okay? I did I literally just like oh, went okay. to walk around a bit because I hate sitting twenty four seven. Oh, that's fair. I just saw you leave camera when I was talking and I didn't want to jump back over to us when uh, we weren't ready. I think it was Fabo that left and Lucy. I, you could see me walk around the mm -hmm. chair, don't worry. Well, yeah, I left quick. Yeah. Walk around the chair. Walk oh. around the chair. Yeah. Get that cardio in, man. So the question that I was prefacing though, Scott, can you answer what the story is behind what is a fat shark yes? Well, I'm probably not the best person for this, but pretty much there's a, a saying in Swedish. It's like a Swedish term, mm -hmm. and it directly translates from Swedish to English as fat shark, yes. Oh. But obviously that, that's just gibberish. It doesn't mean anything, but I, I guess the best way um, to put it is it kind of means like rock on. It means like hype it up or something like, oh. I don't know. I and didn't even know, man. I thought it was just a meme. <laughs> oh, you don't even know what it is, Lucy? I have no idea. Oh. It's just a Swedish saying translated to English. If what is the That's what, what is the Swedish saying? Uh, uh, Tusen put in uh, he's the GM. 
Ah, there's Tuzan, yeah. Yeah, what is it? Because I never knew what it was for, and obviously your image is just a fat shark. So <laughs> I didn't know what the story behind it was. Yeah, unironic guild names are so much better. Yeah. I'm trying to look at what this means because I, I have no idea what it's actually going to ever translate to. But that's an interesting one. How about open this uh, second half of the show up a little bit here? Not even a half. We've got 30-ish minutes, maybe. Shadowlands Hope Box. Normally, I give and just open up the, the soapbox rant to guests on the show. But how about a Hope Box, though? What are you guys looking forward to? No islands. I mean, I've, I've been very clear to anyone that asks me this. Sure. If there is islands and unlimited, you know, AP or something to farm, I quit. You well, can quote me here. We I already will not have again for a week of my white life. Like I literally wasted like one week of my life. I'm not doing that again as CBA. I would rather than sit permanently on the couch. Trying, uh, trying to ask uh, Scott how his prep felt. Oh, yeah, I it's and didn't play the like well, when I went to bed, when I woke up, always in islands, and then he's like, "Oh, I got this blue ring from a world quest. I'm not even playing the character. I farmed a hundred and so hours on." So, <laughs> I mean, true. I ended up not even using any character at all after getting eighty, seventy, seven, seventy-seven, or something. So, well, well for me, uh, Shadowlands Hope Box is. Uh... If they just almost remove every edition from BFA, remove Azerite, remove Warfronts, remove Islands, uh, no, literally just like remove it all. Like I couldn't care about like AP. Like if I have to do three hours of world quest every day, easy. I don't mind. Sure, can, can be done. I can do that every single day for like two years straight. I don't give a single fuck. I just hate and despise Islands a lot. I mean, we, we at least have that the power of of God and anime, the anima power we're getting in Shadowlands has a weekly cap, a la Valor back in the day, and sort of the conquest cap we have now. So that might be a huge step forward towards what the yeah. feedback for two expansions of AP has been and the next evolution. So as long as that holds true... And that there is no I mean, power to be gained beyond that, then I think you might have part of that wish for sure. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that Blizzard looks at horrific visions and it's like, well, I mean, you know, it might not be the most amount of content that we can give you, but this is like properly kind of weakly kept. And you can go over, you know, if you like kind of want to like try and improve something. Sure. Like if you've gotten your cloak upgrades, you've done like a four mask run, you can still go do and get a do a five and then get some loot upgrade or something, maybe. I think that in general is like fine, you know, you like you do a couple of dailies every day and then like once every like reset you can, you know, blast out some upgrades here and there. I think that's like that's manageable. I have just Oh yes, you go. I go. No, I'm on that. For me, like I think the biggest thing is just good class design again, because I yep. still think whatever content you do in the game, um how much you enjoy it is kinda decided by the fact how much you like your class. Because I make always the example a good rate. With bad class design, will be still considered a mediocre rate. Mm -hmm. But like a, a mediocre rate with good class design will be still considered a good rate because you enjoyed playing your actual class. And I do think like Suyan tries on the same boss. What like if the class is fun, 
decides more also if the boss is fun than the other way around, if that makes sense. I know mm -hmm. my wording wasn't the best, but I think the majority of people got it. So I think this is like by far the biggest point Blizzard has to improve. Talent system, the baseline toolkit, what you can do with the classes, definitely. And just like somewhat what Kana went into, like weekly caps. I I mean, at the end of the day, it's an MMORPG, so I kind of agree with the fact that you have to do something also weekly or daily, I don't care. I just think there should be a cap and it should be like the old conquest cap kinda, even if you yeah. missed like a week, you should be always able to catch up to the highest level, like to the up-to-date point basically, to the checkpoint, and just can't be able to go beyond. Yep. If people wanna play more than this cap, then it's for fun, but like there should okay. be always like this border where you just can't do more because I feel, or like I'm missing kind of the satisfaction from back in the days where I could just say on a Saturday or Sunday, I've done everything possible to improve my character. If I don't log in in the next two days, it will not hurt my progression. Yeah. Or like my, I will not end my guild by not like even farming more, having a chance for a corrupted item, having a chance for a Titan Forge item. And I think this is like for me, like the biggest thing, just like to be able to sleep well without thinking I could have done more. I could have pushed PvP. I could have gotten this item. I could yeah. have done this world quest. And um, yeah. But don't and you they... think having a, a system like the current conquest system though, just for, you know, like increasing your character's power, whether it's like AP level or whatever, where it kind of just okay. stores it so you can then like catch up later on. If you then decide, you know, yeah. I'm going AFK for uh, four days or for a week or whatever, I'm not going to be able to play because there's this thing. And then you come back afterwards and then you can just, you know, put in like a little bit of extra time and you can kind of, you know, get back to where it was before. And there's not like the same level of punishment. Well, that's but it's what I pretty much said, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, what exactly. the covenant system is. It's like the like, exact yeah. system is, is yeah. right there. Yeah. The only scary part to, to bring that back around to what you guys might work on. And I don't know if Max is still hanging out in chat, of course, or anyone else wants to chime into this is that the, the scary part, even though that's a positive is within the Shadowlands, you know, hope box is the soulbind system. And then each covenant having three different soulbinds and potentially having 12 different like relic trees that are all different. And obviously each covenant of the four having different abilities that... Oh, that's easy for us. Sure. Well, you would... Well... We just make four... We just make four warlocks. Congrats. <laughs> Please not. That's... I, mean. I can't... I have a lot of forehead but i can't forehead any harder that's that's the scary part is that you guys that, had that to do the scary part. you did we that in legion that they, we just have to hope that they listen really really well to it and yeah that they realize that you know even if it's a small difference gain if it's like if it's a small difference gain as in like oh here this one does like 8k dps this one does 9k dps but it's all single target gains and purely single target gains it's mm -hmm. it's not much of a difference you know you can kind of like you know go in between that but if it's like oh yeah this one is like 4k single but 18k aoe and then this one is like only single then you're gonna have issues because then it's just dependent on like a fight design it's like what's gonna be super OP. you're gonna have people want to swap yeah i and just you can't... Really, really hope that they take good care of this and they realize what kind of system they have and that sure. you need to have a very linear power based Speaking of power bases, then across the board, uh, Scott, you've been you've been around in World of Warcraft for a while. Have any boss mechanics you would n hope to never see again? Oh, obviously the football boss. Oh, <laughs> I never want to see that again. 
Um, that's that's probably the biggest one. I mean, I, I just think it has almost zero WoW skill involved in it, which mm. is annoying. And then I think Ion said this during the interviews. He said something about um, RNG mechanics, and I remember Gahoon, uh, the first boss, the last boss of all the... Right. This boss, like it could spawn two of the boils to MCU if you get two stacks on top of each other, pretty much. Oh, sure. And you know that there is no way you have four mobile classes that can get out on top of them perfectly within the seven seconds or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's pr- pretty much those two. Um, there's been worse RNG mechanics like Argus before. Even but... had a had a bit yeah with the minecrafts. Like it was literally just a coin flip every time. If you got yeah, yeah, the Minecraft from, yeah. from the boss to the edge, you just get like so much free boss HP for no yeah, reason. That's, yeah. Yep. Things like Minecraft is just boring in general though. Yeah. I mean we talked about it actually within the guild yesterday. I mean, you literally lose control for five seconds of your character while you can do nothing. Like you you effectively can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like what is that mechanic? You just go AFK. Yeah. And it's like every it's the same for everyone. It's like only two ways. It would be way more fun if it was like maybe four or four or five ideas different for everyone else or something. So people had to figure maybe out on their own. But this is just like straight up boring. No yeah. interaction. They just have a raid leader get to boss, go away. Yeah, it's. I don't like harping on the Nazoth fight. That we we've beat that potentially old god and i'm not even there yet i'm only on vexiona right so i'm i'm not gonna experience i'm gonna experience a very different boss than you guys though the amount of gear i'll have when i get there as well as the uh stupid cloak what is that hat i just got told and said i should put it on so oh so all right then oh there it is the hell looks too big for your tiny head (laughs) yeah i know it is (laughs) it's massive oh no it's like uh yeah Oh my gosh. All right, then. Um, this is uh, Luzi. I'm going to throw a question to you real quick. Are you ready? Yeah. What would you say to a player aspiring to be in a guild that wants to push somewhere in that world top 10 ish rankings hierarchy? What would you say to an aspiring player? Um, so I've actually my my younger brother who's 19 just started playing the game for some oh, reason he starts playing in BFA oh, right oh, so no. and it's like I don't know he he knows that I've been playing for a long time I guess he wanted to you know play whatever he's uh-huh. playing a demon hunter and since he started playing in I want to say like mid TEP he's gone from like a world rank five five thousand whatever. To being on mythic uh, hive mind now in like a I don't know like five six hundred something. Nice. And even that is like you just gotta like keep learning about your class, keep playing, and just kind of try you know figure out first of all the class you want to play, and then try and understand you know the class, get good at it, watch people who are really good at the class, research it all this, and then kind of get like the mentality fitting to your you know where you want to play at so if you want to play in a you no one just joins like a top 10 guild, other than kana no one just joins like a top guild from like a one rank 1500 guild obviously people do it but it's all about you know the mindset you kind of go into and having the right mindset for the right guild is is very important so if you wanna if you wanna you know go for world first if you want to day raid super hard don't try and like 
join a guild that is just you know just not enough try and like get into a guild be you know learn to play the game there get some bosses get some achievements some experience and then you kind of have to build your way up right unless you have something to to show for it somehow or in i think kenna you played was a shaman or something and they really wanted a shaman <laughs> at that point so they're like hey let's give this guy a shot and now they're stuck with him so and then it was dog shit and then you were stuck with him. <laughs> so i, I think mean, yes yeah definitely go on i think it's hard though to get like the proper mindset without getting it like taught by good players i mean yeah. i feel like a big issue is many trials come from a guild where they got like the bad mindset taught and then like you kind of have to like change their personality or like how they approach certain things in an actual good guild like you you have that a lot i feel like when when like not necessarily in our guild but like also when i talk like with the like a version guild leader and stuff like you get people that actually have the mechanical skill and stuff but like they just have like this entire like whoring padding or like certain ways how they approach bosses just like the wrong mentality and like i feel like it's kind of hard to Okay, just learn a proper mentality. I, mm. I think that it's, I mean it's 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 a good it's definitely like a good tip, but at the end of the day it's also really hard. Like I, I feel like you need like good teachers to begin with that you immediately become that kind of player. And I think like another thing is also you shouldn't just approach the game with I wanna be a world first player at the end of the day. Sure. Because I feel like it doesn't matter if it's World of Warcraft, Dota, League. I think the least people got actually insane at what they're doing just because they wanted to be like a pro gamer that game or become rich with that i i think like even though it always sounds so cliche and so like from a movie you kind of have to enjoy the journey and be really passionate about it to actually get really good i think there's sure. a, a very small amount of people like a handful basically that actually get good in a game just because okay i want to be good at this and not because oh my god i enjoy it so much and i played every day 10 hours sure yeah you, you you automatically just learn more and you want to learn more and you learn quicker as well if you enjoy what you're doing. That's why like whenever somebody asks like, hey, what class should I play? It's like play something you find fun because if you if I'm gonna force you to play Warlock, you're probably not gonna be very good at it. But if you really really enjoy balance through it, go for it. You automatically get probably a lot faster or you know a lot better at it just because you enjoy it. Right. And like realistically, you can pretty much play almost as almost anything. <laughs> outside of i mean even like top three top five something like that and it just keeps getting you know if you're really really good um i wanted to say windwalker but i think windwalker is the worst example <laughs> if you're like a really really good enhancement shaman you know if it's enhancement shaman is is you know it does damage it's okay yeah. so if you're a really good enhancement shaman you're probably going to be more attractive to bring to the raid than this uh boomer demon hunter that has no idea what he's doing you know he doesn't really want to be there he's not very good at the game all this so i mean it, it's all depending on what kind of world rank you're at and then you know if you're sitting there going for world first maybe rolling a feral druid main and survival honda alt isn't your you know ideal situation so then you probably have to look at okay what's looking strong what what could i potentially play that would you know be the best for my guild here Anything you want to add from an officer standpoint, Scott? Um, I said, you know, it's hard. I mean, it's it's rough because, I mean, you know, if you're applying from, like, a World 500 guild or something, that it, it doesn't look good immediately. And, you know, logs, are, logs aren't a good indication of anything because most uh, tiers have, like, a lot of boss fights, like, especially the Eternal Palace. This, this tier, I mean, almost half the bosses, the logs just meant absolutely nothing. Like, Zakul... 
meant nothing, Orgazoa meant nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, even Ashara, I mean, there was, you know, there was so much you could do on, on bosses like that. So, but I'd say, um, I mean, just apply, uh, just keep applying and, and, you know, keep going up, up the ladder until you uh, do get into one of the top guilds. So if if they apply though and they're from you know outside that realm, but they attach a photograph to their application that's this, will they get? Will they? Um, oh yeah, that's definitely. Will they? I mean, that's in? like a yeah, that's, that's just like a twenty-five percent yeah. higher chance that you're getting in than probably. I'm just double checking. That's like, that's like you know, people ask, do you know anyone in the guild? You know, do you have anyone to vouch for you? Just rev that you one man. That that's like the biggest vouch you could ask for, for okay. sure. I was double checking. What if, what if they did the Chubby Bunny challenge live? Will, will they get in if they did the Chubby Bunny? Is that, is that something that'll, that'll help? I mean, Mike already invaded the method a couple of times, so it's true. apparently it does. Times. So. It's true. I mean, Jari is basically part of Method, so that means that it's only you to apply now. Oh, yeah. I don't think, yeah, Mike has to reapply, and I would have to apply. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, let's see here. And let's go back to you, Scott, again. I, got, I just got to pick on the officer that's here, right? And this goes, goes back around. So think of this while, while Scott answers, is that uh, from... From a World of Warcraft, like, high-end mythic rating perspective, obviously we all have to have a different way of looking at, analyzing our own play, our guild's play, blogs, this kind of old thing. But Scott, what to this day would be a flaw that you still work on while raiding in World of Warcraft? Uh, probably, yeah, tilting. I mean, I think everyone tilts okay. um, over certain stuff. I mean... It could be anything, like you could have a bad night on a boss, you you could play bad yourself, or you could see other people playing bad, and you kind of just get, you know, tilted over it, and, you know, I try not to let it affect my play, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's still a, it's still a pretty big factor in raiding, it, especially, I mean, it must be, it must be worse for, for, um, Method and Limit going for World First, you know, if you read in your chat that, you know, Method just killed a boss, Limit just killed a boss, like, that, that's not going to be good for the, for the next pull, um, <laughs> So luckily we don't we don't really aim for anything like we just I mean we kind of just aim for top ten right so we don't really mind if we hear that you know method killed the boss like that you know we just expect it um so it, yeah it's probably just tilt I would say I think that's even like when you say the whole you know in uh, if if shades is streaming and uh, limit kills a boss, you know, 25 guys will instantly go into his chat and go, hey, 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 have you seen, you know, limit killed it, uh, limit <laughs> are wiping on 1%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you feel the pressure? And it's like, I mean, if that doesn't affect you just a little bit, you know, or affect someone in the raid just a little bit, maybe not, not Fabo, for example, because he has so much, you know, experience with the whole thing, but even on like our level as well. I remember when I was in, in Scorebusters on Megatorque and I think you guys kind of had, you know, a little thing on Megatorque as well. Yes. We as well. I blame there were like officers. a bunch of guilds and then Future kills it before us, right? And that was because we transferred to Twisting Nether. Mm. And that was kind of like a little banter with, you know, Future saying, don't worry, we'll still get the realm first over Scorebusters. It's fine. And then, you know, you kind of feel the heat when they then swoop in and kill Megatalk first. And it's like, okay, you know, 
probably doesn't do anything great for the raid that someone mid pull goes, oh hey, future killed it, guys. And it's like, you know, someone then tilts and then another one tilts, and then you have 20 minutes of useless pulls. So tilt is definitely a big factor. Yeah, that's actually 5% or 99. That's a big factor as well. Yeah, that's actually true. Also, like for new recruits, that's where the topic earlier, because this is actually like one of my weaknesses. Like, I'm someone, even like in progression as well, I said it like, like I said openly to my stream, I doubt that we will win this race when I saw how far limit was ahead. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not really, I don't think I'm negative. I'm just like really realistic. But you should obviously never like give up the hope. Like you should be more like, yeah, maybe the damage check is really hard and like we can still do it. You obviously also want to give like your fans and supporters the feeling you're still, I mean, I still, I, I, in my opinion, I still gave my best and I still do everything I can. But like, obviously, if you admit you're probably losing, people will think you're not giving your best anymore. Mm. And like a big issue for me was I'm just unrealistic. Hey, we are like two progress days behind limit in my head. And I think everyone can agree on it at the end of the day. I was like the kind of guy, yeah, we will probably lose. But this is obviously not good. Like even even though I didn't say it in TeamSpeak, which I did in the past and I got flamed for that. So I tried to stop that at least. Right. Um, it's still like people at the event will hear, hear me saying it and they're like, dude, that guy gave already up. Like that is definitely like the wrong attitude. And I think sometimes just for the greater good of the guild, you kind of have to just try to show at least positivity even though if you don't really mean it the best thing would be obviously that you mean it but like i'm for example not like a gingy that is always just happy and like um just always believes in the world first and whatever but that is <laughs> i think a big thing you can do also as a raider like you should be always positive and like try to like push your teammates rather than being realistic maybe like just always say like okay we got this guys we can still overtake them it sounds stupid but like i do think at the end of the day the mood of the guild depends a lot on like how good you will perform. Right. And, sure. and that's something I like I've to work on, for example. I've actually gone decently past that. I had uh, <clears throat> interesting two tiers where I got really tilted. But I think like in a Eternal Palace and I mean even though I didn't play much this tier, this tier as well, like I I don't get affected nearly as much by tilt anymore. So So if it's but not yeah, if it's not tilt then what is there to just piggyback off what you're going off of then, Kana? Do you have something else that might come up in just like kind of everything? Like, uh, I always, every, after every single tier, I always try and have my to little talk with Scribe, like, mm. hit me up, what can I do better? And I look back at my own thoughts and like, I just like small e UI improvements that I know is like, oh, I can do this better, or this better, or uh, just in general, like things that I like concentrate on is like, okay, no, I'm doing this poor. Like, I think after Ashara, um, I think, like, the last few days of Ashara, for example, I didn't die. Like, I was, you know, you can look back at the logs of, like, the last few days on Ashara, and I didn't die a single time, like, by first or anything, right? Right. But at the start, I had a lot of early stupid deaths. So I made sure that before the tier, I would go better through my weak hours and identify what can kill you quickly and highlight those a lot more with, like, either big wicks or actual weak hours itself. Things like that. Okay. That's an... That picture still haunts me today. Does it haunt you? Why does it yeah. haunt you? I'm just like, look at it and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? It's such a I feel like yeah. I almost... <laughs> such a wholesome The thing picture. is, I didn't even realize it was you from like the start. I thought it was like some guy from production. I'm like, what the... Oh, no. No, definitely what me. What the frick? Yep. So... I also have pictures that haunt me, Panthers. Really? What oh, could it no. be? <laughs> what could it be? So... 
I guess the last big thing that here we can bring up to to chit chat about. Uh, I mean, first off, shout out again to all the community members and the artists that sent in Nigel Zoth photoshops during the event. is is really good, really good stuff that came through here. This is Chunky Ninja's submission, for example. I'm just going back through memories the of the just event. Were good. Oh, for sure. Really good. No, there were tons of memes this year. Well, I don't, I, really... I don't get that meme actually. Who's uh, that? That's that one I don't get either. But like the most of the memes, like the one with the brakes. Who's that oh. cartoon character? Or that like, is, who's that character? That is Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. And... It's like a dad from like a cartoon show, right? Yes. Never yeah. seen. No, I'm not either. Well, I think the, the 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 meme of Nigel Thornberry is that he has a really really huge face for his like normal size like cartoon body, and people started photoshopping his face onto people all over the place, uh -huh. and like different reveals and things. All of a sudden, where it's just Nigel Thornberry's face. So it just became a thing. Why? What is Nazoth's? Is it an initial or his actual name? So we started calling him Nigel Zoth. And there's also, you know, this meme that, that came up. I mean, that's, you know, 50 shades. <laughs> that one was, was pretty good. I like the, the deep shades and the shallow shades. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, yeah there was actually, there was quite a lot of memes about me, actually. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely a lot was. of ones with breaks as well. Photoshopping skulls, Rogers and Scrap face everywhere. Oh. Yeah, there was actually great pictures of them, like from like this movie pictures. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh... And then they adjust the title a little bit, the long break. Mm -hmm. Oh, those were, those were incredibly good. Yeah, I don't have all the different things pulled up. Those were all going out through the entire event. So let's talk about this last one here. Um, Kayla, you go first. We'll go in opposite order here. Yeah. So if you can go back in time. To before Battle for Azeroth launched, to tell your two-ish year old or go past self something about this expansion, right. what would right. you what would you warn or tell two years ago past Kana about BFA? <laughs> if you want a real answer, it'd probably be don't do it, quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that that bad. Yeah, I think it's actually that bad. I don't think I've had very many. I mean, the only the good memorable things are obviously like. You know, the actual world's first kills I've gotten. I guess actually what it would be is just instantly main Shadow Priest. Because I got one with uh, Beauty there, and it probably would have been useful as well in the Shara, maybe. I don't know. Sure. But, I don't know. Like, honestly, it would probably just be just quit this expansion at this point. Okay. That's that's deep. Luzi, what would you tell yourself two years ago? I mean... If if I'm not just gonna copy Kanas, man, I guess I have to just take like the mild version and say be patient, you know, just like deal with this expansion and then hope that it's gonna be better eventually. Because I do think that this has been like, I mean, it's been the worst expansion I've played for sure in general. It, it's taken so many things that I really enjoyed about a new tier or just like the whole aspect of progression rating. Mm -hmm. It's taken that away and just added like so much frustration. So yeah. stuff like master loot being gone is like the biggest one for me, I think. Probably for you guys as well. No, that just added um, to this extra slaving, really. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I feel it's like the thing. the lack of yeah. master loot is like the the craziest thing, man. I mean, for for an example, the the first tier we we had here with Uldir, I I got super unlucky. The only item I looted on our heroic layer was hands. I had crafted hands at that point. So I traded that away. I didn't get anything in my chest. 
Um, and I then, you know, had to sit out two bosses on progress because it was just more attractive to bring literally anyone else because my character was, I, I, started, I think it was like 18 eye levels lower than our highest geared mage. And it was just the worst feeling. How man. many? Like 18 eye levels, like 15 18. or 18. It oh. was insane. I was like 350. It was like 370 something. It was insane, man. That's and good. that feeling of just like being powerless and potentially putting in like a lot of prep in islands yeah, and then just get screwed like that has just been terrible. I mean, even this year, I've not really gotten any good corruptions and I ended up sitting out on... Yeah. On south as well, which is like always get warlock. So it's just, just terrible. I just didn't have much. Like elites, like legion started off as a freaking clown fiesta as well. It really didn't have much good. But at least at the end of legion, you know, class design was still you know a bit better. You know, you had like legendaries you could swap around, like steer bones and stuff. It was a bit better. Most of us were pretty okay to play. And that kind of made like people play M plus even more. People play PvP a bit more. So it was like a bit more alive of the game. And then what's like had zero content. Kind of like what this has, but at least what class design was freaking amazing. I also so you enjoyed the, the game. whole, and I know that someone like Flex talks a lot about this, but tier sets, right? Yeah. Where I miss how tier sets kind of changed uh, or potentially changed the way you played your character a little yeah. bit. So okay. for I play Destruction Warlock, I play Warlock, mainly Destruction Warlock. Destruction has literally been the same way you've played from like day one Uldir until now. It's like, the, it's like the same talent you play. You got like double the trades, obviously, in um with yep. the with the patch when you got like an extra ring on the S right thing. Yep. That's they it. reworked Crash and Chaos we've, a little bit. We've not reworked Crash and Chaos, that's right. A and then you know, the, the essences thing kinda, you know, did a little bit. Other than that, it's literally the same. Same talents, same spells, same rotation, same everything. No like bonuses or anything affects how you play. And it's the worst feeling, man. When you like, get the question, what's your favorite spec in, uh, in the stream? Eh? That's not. You're like, oh my god, no, I don't like, have I don't one. Know. I'm like, whatever I didn't play for the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's I missed stuff like the the Fire Mage set bonus in Blackrock Foundry, right? Where you got <sighs> this sick proc and you could just spam Pyros for like three seconds, man. And it just like changed the way that the spec was kind of looked at. And it it just added like this whole thing, yeah. or in Nighthold with the destruction bonus, where you got an extra stack of conflict rate, mm-hmm. you got like faster chaos bolts, and just these little things that kind of you know make the 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 spec feel just like a tad more fresh. Man, I, I really miss. Mungkin and uh, two Sagaris got the one that's basically like, what what is the talent now? Star Lord, that kind of changed the gameplay. And yeah. you had like the braces and stuff yeah. that you uh, made you like starfall randomly. Like I don't know, just like. Things that actually change your gameplay would be so appreciated. What would you tell two years ago, you Shades? I honestly have to just do the hard copy of Kana. Like honestly, Fabo, get a proper job, do something with your life, and quit. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds so negative, and I don't want it to sound like this because I appreciate all the friends I've made along the way. I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy the streaming I've done in Beef A. Like the opportunities go and method in general has given us and as much as my guildmates are annoyed of me sometimes, I really love playing (laughs) with them and that they stick with me. But honestly, the only good thing I can say about BFA that it was so horrendous that I actually kept my diet because I was like, I won't play WoW for the rest of my life and might as well lose weight while it's shit. And I don't enjoy playing it anyway until it gets better again. Like 
that's honestly the best thing about BFA that it was so bad that I had that I found interest in other stuff. I mean, there's positives to be taken away from that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Thanks Blizzard, basically, mm. for making the game not so great that I lost actually weight and focused on my life. Scott, take us out with that one. What would you tell two years ago you? Uh, probably not to start studying a degree at the start of the most grindy expansion. <laughs> I've done, so. Dude, it's like how we took Flex in, yeah? It's like, nah, oh, that, no. there won't be any farming in this expansion. Poor Flex, man. What, are you, what, what degree are you studying? Uh, it's a joint major, computer science and maths. Well, you have a bunch of time now before... You know, we're, we might not even get. I'm I'm in the uh, the camp with Mike about. I would actually be fine with a spring Shadowlands next year, right? Even though it'd be a long time to float around BFA, but if they take the time to really terrible. make, well, that's, that's nice. your other option is like right thing. after. Yeah, it might be, but um, we if saw my what other happened. option is Alpha now, beta beta soon. I would. Well, that's the other option. Take that. Hopefully, I would take that pretty gladly. We need six other months of testing, though, otherwise, because BFA only had about five, and we see what happened there. It's actually um, funny if Flex is in the chat, yeah, sorry for interrupting, but that's no, legit yeah. how we baited him into the guild. Like, I remember, I think it was Xeven, me, ah, maybe ah, even Meres. Nah, Meres wasn't there yet, I think. We literally nah. told him, next expansion, we kind of take a chill, because we hoped that Exorcist wouldn't really go hardcore and limit, we didn't know about them, that what the missions they had at that point. Yep. So we were legit, let's play three characters. And I mean, we saw in old year, we actually only had three to four characters, yeah. uh, case by case within the guild. And then it just gradually got worse and worse and worse again. And at the end of the day, yeah, we all know how much Flex uh, how much Flex played this game, this expansion, and the general method player. So yeah, I'm sorry, Flex. Yeah. We did that to you. Yeah. <laughs> but you love it. Well, I mean, Flex is sort of known for that. Did Flex even... What, how many kills was he in for? He, he was in a he good amount, but Flex, in, in that regard, Flex has a good mentality. If he knows mm. there's a better class or, yeah, I mean, in our guilds, it's a better class in, uh, mm -hmm. in the usual case, then he says, leave me out, take someone else in. Gotcha. But yeah, it's a common misconception, though. Flex does not like to farm to that extent. People like mm. Flex and Meres do like farming certain things, like playing their characters and stuff. But I think no one really enjoys farming on so many characters, the neck, uh, whatever there is to farm. Like All I'm saying, I tuned into Flex stream a little bit today, and I saw him playing a Windwalker monk. <gasps> and I just like, I said hi, I noticed it was a Windwalker monk, and I just like went to like the top right and just clicked away the browser, yeah? Like I full of F. Dude, as like a Windwalker main man, I find that so offensive. <laughs> Actually, the best part after the tear, was to go to like you know your battle net thingy and just be like disable disable two accounts disabled it was actually funny meres checked for windwalker logs because he wanted i think to understand uh, his windwalker or like he was deciding which class mm -hmm. and like the first windwalker was like play 650 on mod dps and he was <laughs> like yo how is that rank one windwalker yeah, that's like the weirdest thing right because that windwalker is one of my olds as well and it's like when you then, I got Coral and I was like trying to decide how to, you know, use my Coral. So I go into logs and it's like everyone just like played it differently. And then I realized, holy shit, man, there aren't enough people that play Windwalker yeah. that anyone has like figured out, hey Not guys, to do. this is the like the cutting edge thing. Yeah, yeah that's obviously a big thing. Yeah. Thing, like... And you can play like different talents because everyone kind of makes it work. 
because mm -hmm. not enough people play it for that to be like a clear best. Uh... At least we have Daddy Word up to do that for us. We do the one. We, the one guy randomly sneaking into like the top twenties, top tens. He's Petra slapping right now, back. though. I don't. Know. Who is that in the chat? Petra Petra gets loot back. It's I, obviously I, Ted. I, What's up, Ted? I cannot be asked, honestly. That's really good. <laughs> That's the great thing about the Fetchak boys. Just so big memes, yeah. I love it. Well, you gotta yeah. you gotta take the good with the bad and keep it light, right? Because if you go if you go too far down that rabbit hole, then it becomes a little bit. Wow would be a little bit too much. So I didn't mean but, congratulations, uh Slootbag on the acquisition of joining a uh, Fat Shark Yes. There you go. He's finally but, relieved, yeah. Obviously. But what Method usually did was always take people from Fat Shark, yeah. Like that was <laughs> kinda our our recruitment pool. That's <laughs> true. We actually on our team speak we have and I have it open here. We have a channel. Uh I'm actually Method in the channel right now called Method Poaching Room. <laughs> Um, so yeah, oh, no. it's it's all it's always bad because like obviously you have also friends in the diff like in other guilds like yeah. you're obviously not just limited to method people in our in our case, but like you obviously want a good player for your guild so you kind of recruit them, but at the same time you feel bad because you take a good player from a different guild where you have friends in a way, even though you don't mean it in an evil way, you still take. You are egoistic at the end of the day and take like that player if he says yes, of course. And yeah. it's always like a, a bad situation because we we overdid it in Method and at some point joined a bit too many people at the same time. Let's say it like this. <clears throat> yeah, I remember like five people coming back after two more cigars or before two more cigars. I do agree with what Xeronic says though. If someone gets asked to to like join a guild and then accepts I mean, that kind of gives away that that person would be, like, is anyway fine with leaving the right, previous guild yeah. behind. And, mm -hmm. like, he would he would maybe either way do it at some point. Yeah. That's definitely true. I mean, we, we literally did the same thing where we had a, a one of our warriors, Giga, who's also a great player, who I played with in, in Scrubbusters mm -hmm. back in the days. And then, you know, when SP disbanded, a couple of us went to Fat Shark and he also apped and was like, ah, not sure if there is room. And then we get closer, he joins another guild, we get closer to the tier, and we realize, wait, we actually kinda wanna recruit a warrior. So we go hit him up and then we we yoink him from the guild he just joined mm -hmm. and you know, got like into learn everybody, uh, like to know everything, and then we yoink him over to Fat Shark where he's now playing. So I mean, everyone kind of does it, right? But it's it's what Saronic says, you know. If if he wanted to leave, man, he he, you know, he was looking to do it anyways. So. But yeah. he left you guys first, and then you recruited him back again, or No, no, no. He he left, or when Scorebusters disbanded, he joined another guild. Oh, okay, now I understood. Okay, yeah. I was reading. And then we joined him. I'm not gonna mention the name, but we joined him from that other guild. Hmm. How could you? Well, I think, gentlemen, that's that's all we got time for. If that just flew right by. And is there anything else you wanted to sort of end with about Nylotha with patch 8.3 with corrupted gear with any, any nuggets you want to leave? Okay, no, do you what? want a good fact? Uh, fact me. Scott and me, we know each other from long ago before we even played WoW. Really? We played, we randomly played League together and we made like a small League team and somehow Scott and me managed both in it. And like I think, like a couple of years ago, I just re like literally realized that that Scott was the Scott that I used to play League with. It was like, what the? 
it was like seven years ago or something. Yeah. Dang. Okay, well, there you go. That's random. That's fun. Oh, he still uh he still does play League Man during PTR tests. <laughs> uh, in house fetch Shark league games instead of PTR testing. Dude, we need to do fetch like in house fetch Shark guess versus in house method at some point, yeah. It needs Describe to Katarina one trick. Yeah, dude, I'm ready. Man, dude. I'm a Zoe one trick, so I'm not even better myself. I mean, the the Method Racer World first coverage is now including Final Fantasy 14 as of the newest Eden's Gate launch. So, in before, there's like a method coverage of league show matches between guilds to to settle I'm beef. Ready, dude. I don't know. Yeah, let's make it happen. Just I'm talk. Ready. Just talk to Lucas. See what he can do. But I'm gonna slam down this button right here that uh, signifies the closing of the show. So thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today for episode number 210. Say something, then. What shades? What? Method is recruiting people again. There you go. <laughs> we, we, are, we are in desperate need of people for the next expansion that we can claim the world first title back. Okay. Preferably no Warlocks because I do not want to lose my raid spot. It's the last thing <laughs> I have going for me in my life. So if I even lose that spot, it's pretty empty. Nah, but in all, serious, in all seriousness, we are looking for people. And it doesn't matter, like how much experience you have right now. If you're feeling confident and you're a good player, just apply. I think this time around, we are way more open to try more people during mm -hmm. the during this phase right now because it's the last year, obviously, and we have a long time. So don't be scared. And now it will be not three alts. Just be prepared. It could be one character or it could be 10 characters. You need to be a nerd that has nothing to do in this life. It's for the next wow, expansion wow, wow. anyway. You need to re-level in gear. So, worst case, you get some characters leveled up before the end of the expansion, you're good to go. It's true. But that's that, then. D D D Scott, do you want to do, is Fatshaw guest recruiting as well? You want to plug that? Um, I wouldn't say we're recruiting players, but we're recruiting listeners for Lizelle's podcast. <laughs> <What? That's>, uh, <laughs> he no. is going during the raid, so... No, no, no. Uh. But... Actually, if you guys get new people, we can recruit your old people. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold, hold on. I... No, hold on. No, cut, 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 cut the music. Cause hold on, you're telling me that, that hang on, that this is the is this is the podcast you're recruiting for? This one right here, is this is that the podcast? Oh yeah, that that's the one. It's also you can find it on Spotify actually. It's uh, it's Lascelles podcast, as in a pre-pot. Oh no, that's so yeah, hard. yeah. It's on Spotify. Oh, okay. So you can go look it up. Okay. I hope we are memeing it. Yeah, right. No, now. it is on Spotify. It is on Spotify. Someone from probably link. Hold on, I have yeah. I have the proper reaction for this before I cue the music back up again, courtesy of of our boy Nex. Here, that's just let that let, let this. <laughs> let's just let this just. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The link has been found. Yeah. All right, hitting the button again. We're getting back to the closing of the show. Let's get out of here with this one. That was 210. Thank you very much for being here, everybody. Of course, joining us along this adventure. Again, my name is Adam K.A.K. Bay. I don't even think I said that at the beginning of the show because I had, I just got right into it. I don't know what happened. But again, thank you for uh, supporting the show all these years. Of course, going to the next expansion. We've been doing this since Mr. Pandaria now. About to go into Shadowlands with uh, testing and shows of that nature. So the links are all down below if you want to make sure the show keeps happening. If you want more of the show, of course, that's available over on the show's Patreon page. If you want the behind-the-scenes extra podcast, and there's not one for this show, of course. We just did a big old two-hour block for you here. 
But those are linked down below. So thank you to those nerds and ladies that are supporting what I do on the internet. But uh, around the horn one more time. There's Scott, Fat Shark, yes. Officer extraordinaire, potentially. Really subtle memer. I like the, the straight face you keep when you bring up all these things is uh, admirable, sir. But I that's, appreciate the, that's the most frustrating thing about being uh, the new guy, Fat Shark, man, is Scott's voice. Because right. he will... He will with it like you never know if he's pulling like the sickest meme or if he's dead serious. And it, it, I mean, I'm still not figuring. I haven't figured it out yet. So Confir I don't think anyone has. <laughs> I'm gonna say a confirmed deny. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show today, sir. I appreciate your insight on things. Cheers. And there's shades, of course. Now you let in the hey. comments down below, what's your favorite shades? Deep shades, shallow shades, or 50 shades? Yeah, mine is definitely 50 shades. But, yeah. <laughs> but in a different uh, regard, yeah. There's Luzi as well. Thank you for joining me on the show again. Not only talking about Warlock today, talking about... Yeah, that's um, a new one. Yeah. But appreciate it, sir. Hopefully you can keep up with the uh, the memes. That, or not, or serious, I'll, Scott. You don't know. I'll definitely do my best for trying. <laughs> and there's Kana, my blue brother in arms. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much for having me again. That is going to do it. to the next. Ooh. When is the next show? What do you think? We're going to do an enhancement show? You got to switch roles? I mean, I'm up for any show. I mean, I'm still the guy who started popularizing Battle Shadow, so you can chug on the rest of it as well at this point, I guess. That's true. That is definitely true. true. But stay tuned on the social medias, of course, for upcoming shows. Next Sunday, I'm planning like a behind the scenes. Uh, I'm going to try to get um, some people that have that have been beyond, you know, behind making the Race to World First come to light on like, on both sides of the pond, I suppose, to sort of get a little inside information about just how it's evolved and changed and how you create and crew involved and all this other stuff and media. And all that. Next Sunday show, and then, of course, we'll see when uh, Beta or Alpha starts for Shadowlands when we start doing class coverage for that. But thank you everyone for tuning in today. Have a great rest of your evening. Uh, trust in your RNG corrupted gear rolls. I don't know. But until next week, everybody. <gasps> Bye. Cheers. Wave at the people. Wave at the people on the internet. Wave. Shades, you can do it. Sh oh, look at that. Two hands. Beautiful. That's, That's the wrong. That's enthusiastic. <laughs>